to read music or not to read music. This is the Worship Team Training Podcast with your host and training director, Brennan Dempsey. Worship Team Training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. Now, here's your host, Brandon Dempsey. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Worst Team Training Show on Tuesday. Thanks so much for coming in, guys. Welcome. And we are so glad that you're here today on this fantastic Tuesday. I mean, we got some great stuff to show your way and to share with you this Tuesday. We hope that you're having a great morning. Thanks so much for tuning in. My name is Brandon Dempsey, and I'm a Jesus follower, founder of a awesome ministry called WorshipTeenTraining.com, and also Worship Team Training University. Uh, you can find what we do is workshops that come to you, and that's with uh, me with the guitar or working with your vocalist or on keyboards. Also, we provide mentoring, one-to-one worship leaders, and also we do shows like this at 11 a.m. on Tuesdays that are just for you, for musicians, uh, worship leaders, pastors, audio tech, you name it. I'm so glad that you're here. Thanks so much for coming. If you guys would, please swipe and invite, let everybody know what's going on, and if also, please let us know if this is the first time that you're viewing this. We say welcome and thank you so much for being here. If you would, please type in your name and the city or country of where you're from, and we're just going to roll on. And since this is a live show, also you want to know that this is also a playback by video as well as playback by audio on iTunes, Spreaker, and iHeartRadio. So uh, you guys that subscribe, thanks so much for subscribing here to the podcast. And we invite you to ask your questions as we're going to be talking about music reading, chart reading, developing your skills in those areas. Please let us know what your questions are by typing those in on both Periscope Facebook Live, and we really do appreciate that. Thank you, guys. Hey, uh, got to tell you guys, coming up this Thursday, we're going to have Troy Kennedy come back, and he is going to show us more about developing our reading skills for chart and sheet music and why is it even needed. We're going to talk a little bit about that today, but you got to hear Troy's take. Troy Kennedy is... Uh, he has been speaking over at Worship Leader Magazine conferences for years and years. This guy is uh, extremely schooled in what he's talking about, so you don't want to miss this show coming up on Thursday. you got to be a member at WTTU.co, and we invite you to check that out at that website. Again, that's WTTU.co. Also, you have to check out our new webinar Finally, with Kent Morris coming up next Wednesday at 12 p.m., that is going to be a lot of fun. Kent is going to be taking us behind the scenes, actually behind the board, to show us about dynamics of mixing. So if you are an audio tech engineer or just a a person that's on the team, maybe you're a worship leader that you want to find out more about how to uh, give some more tips or for you to better understand yourself about mixing, Kent is the man, and he's going to make that happen. Wednesday next week at 12 p.m., you want to sign up for that webinar. And plus, you can check out all the other events at WTTU.co. So let's jump right into it, man. We, we are so glad that you guys are here. Uh, we are talking about, do you struggle with the fact of, or maybe you have guys in your team that struggle with reading music? Uh, it, would that be by chart? Uh, do you not have any music at all? Uh, what about 
the fact that maybe you have uh, all you have is piano music and maybe your pianist can't read a chord chart. We're going to address some of these things right here today. There's a lot more that we're going to go into later, and that's why we're going to have Troy come on because Troy is going to give us some demonstrations of what that is. But in the meantime, we invite you guys to ask your questions. Let us know what's going on. I'm going to pull up a screen here in just a minute to show you a little bit of what I do and how I look at charts. So let's dive right in. Let's just ask the question to read or not to read. You know, uh, a lot of bands that I know, they don't really, you know, see the need to read because probably at that moment where they are in that level, uh, they usually had the music memorized. And I stress, as I did in our last show last week, that if you can memorize your music, uh, that is really going to be your best go-to in terms of the way that you lead worship. Uh, Gord, what's up? Great to see you. And also Amy Nelson, Kerber, what's up? She's located from Vermont. Hello. And who else is here? If you guys would let us know, that would be fantastic. Again, please submit your questions. Let us know what's going on, and I'll answer them the best that I can. So as we talk about this topic of music and reading charts and everything, now I play both by guitar and both by keyboard when I lead, just depending on where I'm at in the band and what's needed for that time. Not every weekend I'm doing the same thing, but um, I will say this, that music reading is something that I have become accustomed to for a number of years. I didn't start out that way. Just my personal story, when I started learning uh, playing music, I mean, honestly, I started out playing drums when I was five years old, and then I transitioned to piano and keyboard, and really, it's kind of like what our seven-year-old does right now. Uh, I didn't read music back then. I just played by ear. I developed an ear for music. I learned how to create songs. I I listened to a lot of great bands. Uh, Stevie Wonder was my first go-to love and then of course the Beatles and I grew up in the rock era so I mean I mean good rock uh, classic rock and then we get into like if you guys remember the 90s uh, so everything from techno music to rock and pop as well but through all that time I switched over to guitar um, I learned a great deal and it wasn't until I did my music studies in uh, my undergrad I did performance and composition and at that time that's when I really dove into to understand the importance of reading piano music, guitar music, notation, uh, vocal. I mean, I did all that stuff. So for, for, for my opinion, I think that it's usually better for musicians to learn how to play by ear first before they read music. Because it, just in my experience, and this, you may see it a different way, but in my experience, the number of students that I've taught and worship bands that I've taught – those that learn how to read music first, it's harder for them to go the other way. It's it's actually easier for people who learn to play by ear first and then they read music. But you have the barriers on both sides. It really just does depend on the person because if you're a visual person, you're going to find reading a lot easier. If you're an audible person, then what you hear is going to be your strong suit rather than just reading chords on a page. So this session today is not to speak that there is one way versus the other that's better. It's not. Honestly, it's really up to you. It's really what you do with it. Uh, but I will tell you, that if you learn how to increase and improve your skill in reading is dramatically going to improve your musicianship, whether if you are a vocalist or you're a keyboard or guitar player. So I want to debunk that myth right away that 
you know, it doesn't mean that uh, as soon as you begin reading music, it doesn't mean that you're going to turn into uh, Bach or Beethoven. It doesn't mean that you're going to play music that way. It also is not to forsake what you already know. Uh, you have to understand that being a musician is learning about musicianship. It's learning how to increase your skills, not to take away from it. Uh, there's a joke that I used to say a long time ago about guitar players. And again, I'm one of them. So, you know, uh, how do you get a guitar player to stop playing? You hand them you hand them music. And then the last joke is, uh, how do you get them to stop? You take it away. Well, uh, there's a lot of truth in that. And there's also a lot of false into that. A lot of guitar players that I know, a lot of great guitar players learn how to just play by ear. And it's amazing of what they pick up, uh, pianists as well and vocalists also. But again, by learning how to look at a chart in a different way, it really is up to you because it's going to increase your musical perspective. So, the age of the age of accessibility is is what Troy called it here in his article that he wrote for today Tuesday and also showing up on Thursday. You know where we're at today and today's time. Let me just ask you: Does your worship band read music? Uh, just answer if you would by Facebook or Periscope. Let us know. Do they read music? Do you just read charts? Meaning like you know the Microsoft word and the chord over it or do you read lead sheets or do you read full-blown maybe you have an orchestra and everybody has a score uh, like director has a score everybody else has parts let us know what's going on um so let me just say this. I've, I've had this question before. Uh, Brandon, does it mean that we need to give guitar players actual sheet music? I would not do that, honestly. If your guitarists are used to playing by charts, let them have charts. I mean, uh, charts most of the time, Gord says. Thanks for that, Gord. Yeah, I, I think that if you are a chart player and you know, you're in a band – then you want to do what's your strong suit. And if you're the worship leader, just by trying to make people read music for the sake of reading music, it, it may not help them. It may not help you. Uh, I would ease into that if you're the worship leader and maybe you grew up playing piano and you know sheet music very well. Uh, you can't, you know, as the old adage says, you can't force a horse to drink water, right? So I would not force the issue, uh, but I would maybe lean into it a little bit more. Uh, let me just show you some things that I've done here, and I'm just going to open up what we have on our website on WTTU.co. Now, let me just get to the right screen because that's not the screen that I want you to look at. But... Um, when you log in, when you become a member at Worship Team Training University, you get really cool uh, pages like this, and this is called our download page. And so simply, uh, I put out tools about once a week that you can download and look at charts. And um, what I've done right here is, you know, I've, I've broken down – let me just get a, a different download here. I've broken down some very easy uh, ways to understand charts and music. And – Mainly what I start with is this right here. This is your your treble clef, okay? You can never go wrong with the basics. Now, you may be saying, yeah, hey, look, I'm just a drummer, <laughs> and I don't use charts. Well, let me just let you know, and I'll debunk that theory also, that the drummer doesn't need charts. If you ask, like the professional drummers that we have here on staff, uh, Zorro the drummer and also Carl Albrecht, 
And uh, also Greg Bissonette, he's not on our staff, but uh, Greg is a, a friend through Zorro, the drummer. And they will tell you that they actually have charts. They will take the guitar parts of the chart and just lay out the bars. And they will put over them, okay, I'm going to p- do a eighth note pattern here, a sixteenth note pattern, or a drum fill here. And by writing things out, uh, actually does a lot of magic within the music. Now, um, this is just a basic. I mean, if you you could pick up any easy uh, treble clef piano book, bass clef book from any music store, and just you know what I've done here that you'll see when you become a member at WTTU. Again, you get you won't see this in a book, okay? But what I've done is I've uh, Aligned out where E is for the piano chord, on and then according to the staff, where G is on the staff to the I'm not I'm sorry, not the chord, but the piano note, B to the note on the piano, D, and so forth, and then F. Uh, so, what I've done is I've created a system that helps you to easy read uh, both uh, you would say both treble clef, and I've done the same thing here on bass clef. Now, if you are a guitar player or a singer. I mean, you really, you really need to do yourself a favor by just spending time at the piano. I mean, this is simply it. Spending time and learning where the notes are and what they do. Uh, for me, it's opened up a lot of musical creativity. So I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because if you guys already know it, then great. Uh, but I will go to a different chart and show you. Now, again, these are just downloads that I put up on the, uh, on the, on the site here at WTTU. Now, here's a chord building chart. Now, I'm showing this to you first because I'm just showing you the creative way of what you can do with charts and then how to uh, look at charts in a different way. Now, the most common that I read from that I like a lot is called a lead sheet. Now, I'll show you a a real lead sheet in just a second. But with what we call chord building here, I've I've taken a simple chord in the key of C, and um, I've done a C major chord. I did a C minor chord, C diminished augmented and then a second chord now you may be thinking oh brandon wait that's a lot that's way over my head my pay grade um i don't know what a diminish diminish or an augmented chord is well this is why i developed that chart uh these charts are available when you become a member and they're free downloads not a big deal but they space out for you very simply you know what a c major chord does because you're going to see this in the music that you play week in and week out and, uh, I mean, one thought could be, well, yeah, Brandon, why is that a big deal? Because all I needed to know is just four chords to a song. Well, true, but when you look at, like, the example with or without you, let's say, from U2, the most basic four-chord song that's been relevant for, what, 30 years or maybe so? And those four chords, it's not about the chord itself. It's about what the melody does on top of the chord. You have to understand that as a musician, as a band, that you may get bored with the same three or four chords per song, but you have to relate what the melody is doing on top, what the vocals are singing, in relation to what the chords and what the progression is doing on the bottom. Now, this is a lot of the stuff that I teach here at WTTU.co. It's also a lot of what I teach when I work. Uh, we're going to, we're going back to New York. Uh, we're also going back to Cincinnati, Ohio, pretty soon, and I'll be sharing a lot of this stuff here with the bands that I teach because this stuff is just very, very essential. I find that as I understand, you know, if I'm playing um, with or without you, right, on C and your G chord, your A minor, and then your F. 
Now, what's neat about those chords is that they harmonically resolve to themselves. They sound great. But on a chart, I want to know exactly where the beat falls. I want to know where the bar is. I want to know where the chord falls because if I can be better in sync with my playing as a musician, it's only going to make me better and make the band sound better when we're playing in unison and when we're playing tight and in the chords. And, you know, like let me just show you the example I was going to give, give to you about a lead sheet. Now, I love lead sheets. I'm going to blow this up a little bit more like this. Now, let me just first, uh, before I get into lead sheets, tell you the difference between that and like a chord chart. If you can see this, I hope you can. I hope it's clear. But in a chord chart, you're looking at the basic chords. I mean, you're just looking at, you know, Microsoft, like I said, Microsoft text with uh, chords over it. We, I call it Microsoft text chords because that's what we started writing uh, when chord charts began, right? And so we had to find a way as guitar and some piano players, we had to find a way to take the lyrics out of the song and put chords over the words that we want to play. So now chord charts have become a standard in any band. And I play by chord charts a lot, but I also play by lead sheets. And so this is your chord. Now, the only problem with this, now I'm, I'm going to look at a, we're going to look at a new song uh, I love. Uh, it's an elevation song called God, You Are My God. Uh, it's by Jason Ingram, Paul Mayberry, and also awesome friend Rory Nolan. It's an awesome, awesome tune. And what I love about the song is just the simplicity of the four chords. Now, I'm going to play it in just simple, uh, you know, C. There's your F, and that's your G right here. You can hold it over. Now, the thing about a chord chart is that it's easy to read, but the only difficulty is that you don't have the bars. You don't have where the beat falls and where the chord is to occur at that proper setting. So that's why we want to look at a lead sheet, because a lead sheet provides that. Now, you may be intimidated by first. I know guitar players, my own guitar players at my own church band, they're like, Brandon, well, wait a minute. I don't read piano music. I'm like, exactly. And I don't want you to read it either because I don't want you to be confused. But, you know, what's cool is that we still had the same lyric, but now we have a chord over it. And what's neat about a lead sheet is that it's just one simple melody. You don't have to worry about reading both treble and bass. Um, and what I tell guitar players all the time is that just follow this like you would a chord chart. The only difference is that you got the squiggly noodle stuff in the middle that I know a lot of people may freak out. But really, it's it's going to be okay. Now, you're not going to die if you read a lead sheet. really won't. I Trust me, I've tried. And... Um, when you look at the chords here, they fall right in line. So the verses, um, no praise can define you. No thought can contain you, God. No one is holy. So you have you know the simple beat that you're following, and you can follow right along here. Now, what's cool about the lead sheet again is that you're able to you know lock in with the lyric, and that's the one thing that I tell all the worship bands is that you have to lock into the lyric, and with a chord chart, you can't really get that because you're just seeing the chord symbols only above the text, and it really doesn't give you a lot of relation. Um, but for me, like, we get to this fun part, you know. Here's the chorus. <clears throat> it goes like this. 
again. I mean, it's just an awesome line. It's very, very simple. But how these chords fall, you have the C, right? Let it ring. And G. Now I'm playing like a hybrid F right there, not not a true F chord. But um, again, we're locking into the lyric, we're locking into the chord. And so I do everything that I can. When I make charts also, like I can't do it here, but let's say like on the top, like one little cheat that I'll show you that I'll do. And like I said, I can't do it on this screen right now, but underneath the title, you know, is a great place to write notes. I mean, no matter if you are just playing charts or lead sheet, uh, what I do is I note the form of the song first on the chart because I always want to know, am I hitting, you know, verse one next and then where's, is, is there a pre-chorus and then I get a, the chorus section right here. And within the chart, I mean, I'll, I'll knock it out and I'll, I'll write real big, you know, circle the chorus, circle the chorus, uh, the chords. If there's one chord, like I want to make sure I get that C5 chord, I'll circle it and just make sure that I hit it. But within your music, you want to do everything you can. I mean, if you're like we use Music Stand on uh, Planning Center Online, so everything's on iPad. But I'll, I will go through the annotations and I'll mark out red, purple, you know, do this here, everything that I can. And what's nice about it is that when I save it on Music Stand, it saves it forever. Or if I print this out and on standard, you know, um, 19th century paper, right, then I have everything notated for me. And I use it again and again. So I think that, you know, for me, when I practice my music, it just makes what I do that much better. So let me just ask you guys. We got some like Amy. She says I use charts. Uh, thanks for that, Amy. And uh, Gord says he uses sheet music uh, to, to develop better charts. Um, I think that's awesome. So no matter what you can do as, as far as a you know, musician, singer, I mean, learn by the lead sheet then. Um, how to read a little bit of music. And, and what's nice is that, for instance, uh, one of my guitar players, he's never looked at a lead sheet. And I've taught this guy for over 10 years now. And what's great is that he started out with just chord text, you know, and learning the C and just the, the basic four chords. But I would say probably like by his third or fourth year of, of playing charts, then I introduced lead sheets to him. And it was kind of like the, whoa, Brandon, you know, um, I'm not really ready for that. Maybe like what some of you are saying right now. But after a time of showing him that the chord is still the same, that's over the lyric. That, that doesn't change. The only thing that changes is the middle. So I just said, hey, just pay attention to the lyric. Just follow the lyric like the old bouncing ball. You know, if you can do that, you're going to save your life. And before long, he started reading a little bit of the melody over time. And so like... Let's say, you know, fast forward five years later to where we're at now, which is really cool, is that now if I like 
if something goes haywire in the music, we'll stop for a second and I'll ask for questions. And then he'll say, hey, Brandon, doesn't that melody go up? Because that's what the lead sheet says. I'm like, wow, that's awesome. So picture that. I mean, if you're just just a normal musician, I mean, follow the direction of the melody. Does it go up? Does it go down? Because a lot of it will tell you of how to play because usually if you know if a melody goes up it's going to it, it may depending on the music not all the, not all the time but usually up means that it's going to intensify there's going to be more of a dynamic uh, if the melody goes down it could not all the time but it could have more of a uh, a softer dynamic maybe a, a lesser of an energy it just depends it's not this is not a blanket statement i'm making but you know up means happy down means sad within melody and that's kind of like an easy way to remember it it's not like that all the time but for me this is what i anchor to i mean you know then once i learned a song in rehearsal then i memorize it then i get down and when sunday happens and yeah then it's already in my head or I may switch from looking at a lead sheet to an actual chord chart on Sunday because at that point, Sunday, I want it to be easy. I don't want to be thinking about the mechanics of music. I want to be worshiping. I want the congregation to feel like they are being led and they're not being taught a music lesson or they're watching us musicians get stressed out about the music. So what I say is this. In your practice time at home, spend time learning if it's a chord chart that helps you or if it's the lead sheet that helps you. Or if you're just a pianist and you stick with sheet music, great. But even a lot of the pianists that I teach, they want to learn how to do a lead sheet because at that point, they can learn how to play these different chords that are not always expressed within traditional sheet music. Okay, And um, I love what you said, Gord, because... uh, Using sheet music to create better charts, absolutely, that means this. What does that mean? It means that, you know, on a lead sheet, you'll get a marking like uh, the beats per minute. This is 58. Uh, you may get a dynamic that may say mezzo forte. Uh, you may get a crescendo marking. You may, and then you can take all those notes and put that in a chord chart. So let's uh, kind of do that. Let's say I'm at the chord chart right here. And um, if you know, normally CCLI, I use CCLI a lot because they're easy, but they don't typically come with the beats per minute and uh, dynamics. I mean, you got to add that yourself, but I'll put, you know, beats per minute 58. I'll put mezzo forte on the intro. I'll write maybe the intro chords on the top. I'll circle the, the right chords that I want to play. Uh, I may write some chords circle like that F. I want the bass player to hit that F chord. Okay. Now you can't get all that if you really don't understand music. So what's up, Rossi? Good to see you too, man. And thanks, Gord, for that. Um, You can't really get a lot of the treasures and the nuggets of this music content if you really don't know what's going on. So it doesn't mean that you have to digest a bunch of music theory and get all buried between now and Sunday. No, that's not what it means, and I encourage you not to do that. You hear me? Don't do that. Just take one simple song in your practice time at home, and you may be saying, uh, yeah, but... Maybe I don't have time to practice, Brandon, and that's the problem. Well, that's for you to figure out, okay? Because God's entrusted you with a ministry that you belong to. It's your due diligence to practice at home and not wait for rehearsal because rehearsal is not the time where – 
you break this out and say, okay, everybody, we're going to learn how to read a lead sheet. No, that's you're going to waste everybody's time. Do this at home. Just do, I mean, like, you know, five, ten minutes a day. I mean, that's all it takes just to go through a chart and say, wow, you know, I, I had no idea. Like, if you look at a lead sheet, um, make it easy on yourself. Look at what the notes are doing. Wow, I had no idea that, you know, this C chord uh, perfectly lines up with the melody here. You know, uh, that's a C note right there, no praise, and it lines up right perfectly with the chord. I had no idea. I mean, you know, this may sound a little heady for, for some of you, and I get that, but I'm telling you, if you can really understand better what lead sheets are you know what the musical content is doing and pull that into your own guitar or piano charts to make better music it's going to help you be a better musician because at that point you're going to be reading the chords differently and remember like i said earlier i wanted the bass to hit that f chord right there you'll be able to point things out like that within your own practice you'll be like oh wow i had no idea that you know there's the f You know, and as I'm playing, uh, I had no idea that I can do that hammer-on. And, man, I really want that other guitar player to do a hammer-on like that as well. Maybe I want the, the pianist to do the same thing. You'll start picking things out in your mind, and fireworks will start going off. So for me, this is just gold. I mean, um, so like I said, I would spend about five, ten minutes a day or every other day, whatever you can manage, okay? It's up to you. It's not me. It's, it's what you want to do with it. But whatever you can do, practice this at home. Uh, learn about a lead sheet, the melody going down, going up, how it lines up with the core, how it lines up with the bar. And even try this. I mean, uh, put the MP3 on to the song and listen to the song as you read the chart at the same time. Now, that right there, my friends, has been my go-to throughout all my college days because they actually teach you how to, you know, all of our musical professors would have us go into the listening lab, and we would take a sheet of music and listen at the same time. And, you know, when you could do that, and that's like a huge eye-opener. So, if that maybe is your first introduction of learning how to read music and learning how to read a chart, do it. Uh, you're going to get so much out of just following a lead sheet and the music at the same time because then you can see the lyrics that are being sung along these notes. You can see how the chords line up. You can hear it, and it's just amazing. Uh, Barry, thanks. He says this. Lead sheets are the way to go. Uh, Michelle Ruiz said that too. Thanks, Michelle. I've never understood why people prefer chord charts. How do they know? Oh, okay. I'll, all right. I'll challenge you, Barry. <clears throat> he says, how do you know the melody and the actual rhythm if you've never heard the song? But I know I'm in the minority. Well, thanks for that. So I say if um, – this goes back to the whole idea of guys that learn how to play by ear. And if you are a chart reader, just a chord chart reader, that's awesome. You already may know how the melody goes because you're relying on your ear. And there's a lot of musicians that play that way. So like I said, the process for me and, and what I do week in and week out is I go through a lead sheet in my own practice time during the week. And then when I hit rehearsal, I may still be using that same lead sheet because I want to make sure 
that I'm singing the right melody and that I'm aligning the, my playing to exactly what's being sung in the vocal team. And then on Sunday, then I'll switch to a chord chart. Because at that point, I already know how the melody goes. I have a good frame of reference. And then I'm focused on just, you know, uh, the chart. And and, and to also kind of um, give you a demo of what I do, let's say, like, you know, I don't use music stands in front of me. And I've, like to our uh, WTTU crowd, we're doing this thing called now the Daily Train, which I put out a video either every day or every other day. And I'll show you my setup and uh, what I do. And that's all within the membership there. Um, I took the camera behind scenes and I just showed like I don't put a music stand here in front of me like this way because I don't want it to be a barrier. But plus, I also don't want to have the uh, the distraction of the notes in front of me. So I'll put it off to the side kind of like this and I'll have my iPad right here. And when it's just by a regular chord chart on an iPad, it's not in front of me. I don't have to worry about anything glaring at me. But, but when it's off to the side, I can still direct my attention this way, focusing on the Lord, focusing on the people. I can interact with the band, but then my chart is still off to the side, and I'm not losing any continuity. I'm not losing any focus. So th- that's just what I do. You, you need to do what helps you. But um, all in all, uh, I think that chord charts and lead sheets are really going to help you become a better musician and they're really going to help bring in uh, musical creativity for you and your players. So you'll never know until you try it. So that's my encouragement to you guys. I I hope that uh, I brought some things that came to mind that would really open up your toolbox, if you will, because when we create music together as a team, that's kind of what we're all doing. We all, each of us have our own paintbrush. We all have our own tool. We're all working, hopefully, on the same canvas and, uh, you know, not too much. Uh, But these are just some of the things that I do. Look, if you want to learn more about this stuff, there's two ways that you can do it. Number one, enroll to be a member at WTTU.co. You get the uh, the download tools like I showed you uh, right over here. And we update these um, like every week. Uh, like we have, uh, you know, worship flow, like changing keys um, that I'll bring up right here. Yeah, I know. Sorry, that's a meme. Uh, but, you know, stuff like right here, this is, you know, how you go from um, great are you, Lord, to good, good father. Uh, and there's other stuff that we have on here as well. Uh, guitar strumming patterns and so that's not all you get but that's just one of the things that you can uh, get from our site and the second way of course if you're interested in our workshops or our mentoring just go to worshipteentraining.com you can find all that good stuff there and you want to check out coming up you got to check out this Thursday with Troy Kennedy at 11 a.m. that's 11 a.m. Central Time, Troy is going to be with us to talk all about uh, the chart reading, uh, the music reading, and what's going to help you, and and also a lot of things that uh, won't help you. And I think that's a a really good point to talk about as well, because sometimes we get so trapped up into the, well, what should I do? What is the right way? And I'll say this again. What is the right way is whatever is most comfortable for you. Uh, Don't try to be like somebody else. 
Uh, don't feel like you need to emulate another person. God gave you a brain, and he gave you a way of doing music that makes sense to you, so I would flow from that path. Uh, check out also our next Monday morning worship Bible study at 8 a.m. That's also on WTTU.co. Look, you can see all the events, uh, our webinar with Kent Morris next Wednesday at 12 p.m. Just go to WTTU.co slash events and you'll find all the events right there uh so guys check us out on that and also you want to tune in to next week's tuesday at 11 a.m right here on facebook and also listening back to our um, podcast now we're putting out another new thing called the word of the week so if you're listening to our itunes and thanks so much itunes listeners and speaker and iHeartRadio subscribers as well you will now get every monday a uh, word of the week which i just talk about the essence of what we're going to be talking about for that week, but also some little other nuggets that may be helpful for your ministry and worship leading. So uh, if you want more, please go to worshipteentraining.com and wttu.co and also share with a friend. Uh, We invite you to do that and even better, uh, give us a high rating. We would love to have that. Love to have your comments as well. And uh, last thing, just remember this, worship leaders and worship teams, you don't need to be perfect. You just need to allow Jesus to lead worship and to lead life through you daily. Love you guys so much. Thanks so much for being here. And we'll see you next time right here at uh, worshipteentraining.com and wttu.co. See ya. Bye. This has been a worship team training broadcast and digital production with your host and training director, Brandon Dempsey. Worship team training provides live workshops and online resources to help inspire, create, and transform the leading of worship. We'll see you again right here on worshipteamtraining.com. There is you who likes to listen all the way through to the end of the podcast to see if there is anything at the end. Well, you know what, my friend? You found it. Hey, are you needing help as a worship leader or a worship team? It's 2018. It's time to step it up. Go to worshipteentraining.com and find out more about what we can do for you with our workshops that come to you and your church on a Friday and Saturday. We take Friday night all the way from the late afternoon to the early evening to put on a worship event for either your church or just your team. And we talk about the principles of worship and what it means to lead worship from the perspective of the Bible. We wake up the next day on Saturday and we go from A to B talking about our 
tools in worship, which would be our instruments, our voices, our technology, and how can we better use all of those to glorify God and to edify his people. Do yourself a favor and go to worshipteentraining.com slash workshops to find out more.